Welcome to the Your Next Level podcast. I'm your host, Insof Daniels. Join me every Monday for a new episode where we talk career, manifestation, money, relationships, and so much more. Join us as we show you how to get from where you're at to your next level. You can expect a new episode every single Monday. Welcome to Your Next Level with Insof Daniels. Welcome to a new episode of the Your Next Level podcast. Today, we are talking about an exciting topic, which is start before you are ready. And to discuss this topic, we have a special guest, and I am going to let her do the full introduction. Yaz, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Insaf. It is quite surreal, me being here with you right now, because it wasn't all that long ago that I had just started my journey of discovering myself and it was your podcast that I came across in the last year that kicked off my journey and brought me to where I'm at right now so there are no words to describe how incredible this moment is right now thank you you are so welcome oh my goodness thank you for sharing that I am so excited to have you on the on the podcast to discuss this topic because so for those that are listening I you had posted a quote a, a quote and different ways on how it is that you need to start before you're ready and why. And when I saw that, I was like, I need to get you on the podcast because we need everyone to understand this concept and to bring it or to dip their toe into it so that they can take action on their life. So to kick off, do you just want to share a bit about yourself and how you became a mindfulness agile coach? Yeah. Okay. So who I am on a basic level, I'm Yas. I I'm someone who cares very deeply about people and I want to see them live their best lives. And I'm also a wife and a cat mom. And professionally, I am a scrum master. And that is someone who aids, guides, coaches, teams of people to self-organize, to become high performing and to continuously reflect and improve. And a lot of this, actually, I drew inspiration from uh, into starting this business uh, called Mindful Agile. At the moment, I don't know where the business is going because I've started before I was ready. So I'm still figuring it out, but I'm very clear on the mission. And that is to share information with people, uh, tools and strategies on how to increase their levels of awareness and to be more adaptable to be able to find greater balance and joy in their life, both personally and professionally. And what led me to this point was, it was actually quite devastating, if I can call it that. It was what felt like the lowest point in my life, where I had come to the realization that I wasn't happy in the work that I was doing um, in my marriage, in in who I was as a person and it and it actually it didn't look that bad from the outside like from the outside it looked like I've got a great job I'm earning a salary I should be grateful I have a great uh, partner who who treats me really well I should be grateful yet I was holding back so much of of what I truly wanted um and I wasn't I wasn't uh, expressing, I wasn't being truthful to people uh, to be able to express 
what I really wanted in my life. I was living in, in everyone else's shadow almost. And I reached this point. It wasn't that long ago. It was probably like six months ago where I realized this has something has to give because either I, I want this to just stop permanently or something needs to shift drastically. And it was actually at my workplace where I was having quite a, a down moment. I, I was breaking down at work and somebody found me and they were so kind to just listen to what it was that I was going through. And they referred me to a therapist. And it just so happened that this therapist uh, practiced mindfulness-based therapy. And I had known about mindfulness uh, prior to this, but I guess I, I wasn't ready to really feel into it the way that I did now when I met this therapist. And what I learned was to bring myself back to the very present moment, like right now in this second and the moment's gone. <laughs> so to always bring myself right back to, to the present moment, I can acknowledge the things in my past that, that don't sit well with me. I can acknowledge the things in the future that, that scare me, but to always remind myself that that is not where I'm actually at. In every moment, I'm right here. And in most instances, I am safe. Like, unless there's a bear, a grizzly bear coming to attack <laughs> me, then it's different. But in most instances, I'm safe. And in, in having these uh, sessions with this therapist, I came to learn that all these feelings that I was having, the the disappointment, the, the self-doubt, the, the fear they were all really meaningful um, revelations that I was having. So it was something that I previously blocked or didn't want to feel because unpleasant feelings, you don't want to have them. You just mm -hmm. want them to be over with. But what I realized was they actually hold so much wisdom because they're telling you, like they're probably your best friends, the best friends that you could ever have. They're telling you, my dear, you are not being true to yourself. Um, you've made you've made some some um, you've you've had these beliefs in your life. You are taking action that is not really aligned with what is true for you, and it's okay. But we are here to show you that there's another way. Mm -hmm. And if you don't give yourself that time to to feel into it and to to listen to be still and to listen to what is there you're not going to know that you are actually capable of turning your entire life around just by stopping and listening to yourself so practicing that uh practicing mindfulness being being curious about what was there rather than judging the feelings that i was having and and being so open and compassionate to what was there I was able to see that everything was actually okay. Yes, it wasn't ideal. It was far from what I wanted, but it but it's okay. Um, the mm. feelings were purely informing me that it was time to take action, uh, to do to do things differently. And of course, taking action is terrifying. <laughs> so I had no idea what to do because my entire life, a good thirty-one years. 
I lived in in a state of molding myself to other people's preferences because I never wanted to disappoint anyone. So for me to take action, it was going to be this incredibly courageous, bold, brave move that I make for myself. And I didn't know how to do that. Nobody teaches you this stuff (laughs) growing up. So I drew inspiration from my job. Um, So while, while my job was a source of disappointment because I was not, I didn't feel like I was in alignment with what I wanted to do. Um, It also showed me the way because what we learn um, in my profession is to welcome change and to embrace uncertainty and complexity and to, to take action in small steps, in small increments, and to continuously take action to inspect progress to reflect and to adapt and you just you just keep that that cycle going. So I looked at what was the next step that I was going to take. The only thing that I could think of was drawing inspiration from people that I believed that were living the kind of life that I wanted to live. Okay? And you were <laughs> one of those people. You were the first uh, person oh that came to mind. And I feel so honored. Thank you. <laughs> so again, so grateful because my my work, even though it was conflicting with what I wanted, it presented me with so much that helped me on this journey. So you, I would not have met you if it weren't for work. Um, I would not have been able to draw inspiration uh, from how to be flexible and adaptable if it weren't for my work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I drew inspiration from you. I, I started listening to your podcasts. I, I also drew inspiration from Mel Robbins. And I listened to her, her podcasts. And again, I had no idea, like, wh- what was I even doing? I don't know. But all I know is that the, these two women are, are people that I aspire to be. So whatever they're doing, they're doing something right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch them. I'm going <laughs> to observe them. And then I'm going to be able to learn more about myself. So in in observing um, how you put your work out into the world, how Mel Robbins puts her work out into the world, I was able to to not only learn about myself because, gosh, the the amount of of growth and self-development that came just from listening to those podcasts, I I can't explain. It was astounding. Um, But what I also learned was what do I want to create and put out into the world? Um, So I looked at the formats that you created, that Mel created. You've got podcasts, um, you've got courses, digital courses, and they they were exciting to me, but I, I knew that it wasn't truly me. So what I didn't want to do was just be a a copy paste Mm. of someone else. Um, What they did really excited me, but probably because it was just nudging me in a different direction that I needed, I needed to be creative. But what I learned by exposing myself to, to you, to Mel, was that I wanted to create. But what that looked like was turned out to be quite different. And when I closed my eyes and pictured what is it? Where do I see myself? What do I want to be doing in the future? I saw myself writing. 
And that is, it didn't make sense because I, I've only ever written for the purpose of like completing essays at school or, or writing ex examination papers. I've never done creative writing before, never thought about it. But when I closed my eyes and asked myself, what do I want to be doing? That was the vision that came to me. And so I gave myself time. I, I didn't um, I didn't say I have to figure my stuff out by, <laughs> by X amount of time because then that creates more pressure. And it's, it's already so overwhelming to just be taking this step to acknowledge that you want something different for yourself. Uh, so I just I gave myself time. Um, some people may want to to give themselves a date by when they want to take the next step. And and that might work for some people. But in my case, I just gave myself grace and I allowed things to unfold in their perfect timing. And as I listened to more of the podcasts, I realized, OK, I want to be creative, but I don't know how to do this. I'm probably going to have to develop my skills. OK, so I'm going to have to maybe get some courses or maybe watch some videos. There are many free resources available on YouTube or if, if you just Google for it. So that was the next step that I figured out. So the first step was drawing inspiration. The next step was, okay, now I know what skills I need to develop. Hmm. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to have to, I might have to invest in this. I don't have uh, a large amount of capital to invest, but there are re really affordable courses that you can get um, on Udemy, for instance. Hmm. And then, then my mind started going off um, in spirals, which which helped me actually because in realizing that I needed to develop skills, okay, I'm gonna have to make payment for it. I'm gonna want a separate bank account to track these payments because um, if I'm starting a business, I'm I'm gonna want to have visibility of everything related to that business. Okay, I need a bank account. Um, okay, but to register for a bank account, you need to have an actual business <laughs> registered. Okay, but to do that, you need to have a basic business plan. Um, and like, you know, this information might, it might already be known to some people. But in my case, I had zero, I had no information. I was starting from scratch. I was figuring this stuff out. And it probably took me like four months. All that I just listed now, every, every step that, that followed into the next, it took me at least four months to figure all of this out. And it can be incredibly overwhelming when you mm -hmm. look at everything all at once. But I kept bringing myself back to right now, what can I do right now? What is the one thing that I can do right now? So in understanding the bigger picture, everything that I needed to do, I just focused on create that business plan. I don't know how to watch a YouTube video. I gave myself time to do that. And then the rest fell into place. In getting that business plan, I got the business registered. I was then able to register a bank account. I was then able to make the purchases of the courses to learn how to um, how to write, how to design um, using Canva. Canva is the tool that I make use of. And again, giving myself time. I did not uh, rush myself. I did not say I absolutely have to publish by a certain date. I just allowed myself to be, to expose myself. 
And then what came next <laughs> was what actually inspired me to start the post series, Start Before You're Ready, was I was sharing with a friend all, all of what I just shared with you now. Like, this is all the progress that I've made. Uh, and I'm learning how to design. And, and it's fun. It's super fun. I'm getting more comfortable with it. But I don't think I'm ready to, to start posting it on social media because I'm afraid that if I don't have enough work lined up, so like if I don't have a safety net of work or backlog of, of content and, and if I fall sick, then I'm not going to be able to keep that consistency. I'm not going to be able to post every single week. And this friend of mine, <laughs> she was so kind, like she kicked my butt, but she was so kind in telling me, you are seriously overthinking it. Like you don't have to have the most elaborate, like, sorry, elaborate posts. Yeah. They don't have to be out of this world. Um, you can literally just take a photo, a random photo and just post that. You can, you can just create one sentence and post that. Nobody has put out there, yes, you absolutely have to meet all of the <laughs> in order to post. No, I was doing that to myself. So when she told me that, I realized, okay, me holding back, me holding back because of this fear that I'm not going to have enough in case I fall sick, like that's, it's not guaranteed. I was not actually practicing what I'm advocating for. And that is to continuously take action, even when you're afraid. Hmm. So I just went for it. I created um, a post to, to announce on social media. I'm creating this brand for myself. Um, I'm taking, I'm starting this journey. Um, I would appreciate any feedback, any ideas that anyone has. Um, what I didn't say was, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but in taking that first step to just put it out there and let people know this is who I am, this is what I want to do, that created momentum for me because now I knew, okay, um, the world is going to hold me yeah. accountable now because I said I'm going to do this. I have to now create this content. And I don't know how, but I managed to create like weeks or two to three months worth of content within a weekend. That's incredible. Like one, once you sit down and put in the work, it will come. But you have to get over that, that fear of, I can't do it. What if this happens? What if that happens? You just have to do it. Take action. I love that. And I I love everything that you had mentioned, and there's so many things that I want to that I want to touch on. But what you what you had just said was that you shared your idea with a friend, which I think is so important because sometimes we have this idea of something that we want to start, and especially mm -hmm. with something different, or we don't know of people that had started. We, when I say we don't know of people, I mean like people that are either our friends or our colleagues that have started something like this and yeah. we're too afraid to share it with them because we don't know what they would say but it's it's I mean you sharing it with with a friend like what your thinking was and kind of like what your fear was at the time and your friend saying something back just being like you're overthinking it like there's no you are not signing a contract to say that this is what you are committing to that changed everything for you and you were able to just put yourself out there 
with the concept of starting before you're ready, what you had also said was that you don't have to rush because starting before you're ready might sound like do it now, but it's, am I correct in saying it's no. thinking about the idea? It's thinking about what type of skills you need to develop and doing some research. It's not just like already posting on social media, like doing the bank account and everything. Do your research first, but take some action towards some action. what it is that you want to go into. Exactly. So like if I can summarize, what does it mean to start before you're ready? It is to take action, even when there may be a high degree of uncertainty or complexity to not allow that not knowing to hold you back you have to have you have to have courage to just take action and in taking that one step you'll then discover okay these are the next steps mm. I love that I love that like just taking the one step and then the next step will come afterwards and also what you you said was that what you don't put out there is that you don't know what you're doing <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if if anyone goes onto your social media, it looks like you know exactly what you're doing. Everything is like it's the brand is is perfect. Like your posts are perfectly cur- curated. And I'm just so glad that you were so honest to say you also figuring it out. The same yeah. like I am also figuring it out. But let's take it one day at a time and one action at a time. So why do you think that? people are afraid to start yeah oh I just from my experience I feel it comes down to doubt which is really a mask for fear Mm. so our bodies naturally want to protect ourselves from anything that seems threatening like that's how we evolved over time Um, our ancestors had to be protecting themselves from like really life-threatening circumstances like the grizzly bear, the lions. But we haven't come to a point where we can realize the things that scare us are not actually life-threatening. Well, at least most of the time. There there definitely are circumstances where your life is at risk. Mm. But most of the time for things like having a conversation with someone but you're afraid. Um, In my case, posting on social media, I was afraid. (laughs) Um, We create this idea that it's intimidating and then our body goes into protection mode and then we don't move past that. We We don't look into it. So most of the time we doubt our ability, whether we have the confidence or the courage to do what we want to do or or whether we have the knowledge to share what we want to share. Mm. We doubt the fact that there's sufficient time to get everything done. Um, We doubt that we don't have the tools or the resources needed to do what we want to do. Um, And because of all of these doubts masked in fear or as fear, um, we end up not taking action or we take really slow action. So we procrastinate, we we do the bare minimum with no momentum, um, no motivation, we're not driven. Um, also being extremely overwhelmed. 
by just the idea of of needing to do something differently or to make a change because it's there's so much there's so much and then there's so much that we don't know it is overwhelming and then that holds us back and and we don't make any progress and i can share what that looked like for me um so first i really doubted my ability to to share decent information because i don't have a degree in mindfulness i don't have a degree in in agility um what if what i say doesn't make sense to people what if it doesn't resonate with people what if i'm saying something that's wrong what if my interpretation of it is wrong and so that held me back for so long i feel like in the four months that i didn't want to put anything out there that one belief that i didn't know enough that held me back the most and i also doubted that i would have time to dedicate to this because i don't want to come across flaky if i'm going to start something i want to be committed i want to be consistent but where am i going to find the time um i i work full time i have chores to do at home um you know already like i don't even have time to cook myself a decent meal <laughs> where am i going to find the time <laughs> to now to now research to cre- to write to create content so that that was um a big blocker for me as well um i worried about you know not having sufficient money to to invest in certain things that were needed like canva for instance if you want to have access to to all of its um functionality and and graphics and stuff you you need to pay a subscription and like at the time i felt but i i can't afford this uh this is not something that i can pay for um if i want to build a website i'm not skilled in that i i can't pay a, a designer to create a website not right now um i also worried about the way that i look like if you look at most content creators or influencers they appear quite glamorous <laughs> and that's not me <laughs> um so i i find comfort in in being simple mm. in being basic and that to me is is what i like that's my idea of of like living my life to just Can be comfortable say i think that you are pretty glamorous and <laughs> and at the same time i want to say that i i'm so glad that cuz cuz also when i look at myself and i think about and i think about you know certain content creators and stuff and and at, at one point you can be doubtful but at another point what i love is that um and even in in my workplace and stuff is that other people that look like us can see people like us doing it and yeah. that for me is the most like powerful thing remembering that there's going to be someone that looks like me that's going to say if she can do it then what's stopping me yeah and i love that you say that um uh, because it connects with the the last thing that was holding me back and that was nobody's going to care about what i have to say because for most of my life i have always held myself back i've never made any bold moves i've never i never spoke my truth and so why now after all these years 
why would anyone care what I have to say? Because I've, I've never said what I wanted to say. And just as you said, there are going to be people. There's going to, it's not going to be the whole world. So you can't please everyone. Um, I can't be pizza. I can't make everyone happy. <laughs> but there is going to be that select few who, who connect with me and they are going to be my people. Mm. And when I allowed all of these fears, all of these doubts to just come forward, because you don't, you don't actually want to face them. They're horrible. They're unpleasant. They're uncomfortable. When you just allow them to show up, then you, you start to learn, like they're telling you something. Um, so if I looked at me feeling like I didn't know enough. Okay. I know enough to start. And if you look at any expert out there, any influencer, they they weren't born with the knowledge that they have. Um, they also had to start somewhere. So so that gave me comfort knowing that I know enough to make a start and I can learn. And I'm probably never gonna stop learning. Like does anyone ever come to a point where they can say, I know everything, <laughs> I don't have to learn anymore? So so that that really helped me um, overcome that fear. And me not having time, me, me believing that I didn't have time, that told me that I just needed to create new habits. So I would need to restrict my Netflix time. Mm. Um I would now need to introduce things into my routine that would give me energy, that would make me um, be able to do more in in a small amount of time. So I had to introduce meditation, exercise, and and it might seem like, but no, I don't have time. How am I how am I supposed to make time for these things when I already don't have time? But I only give myself twenty minutes in the morning. It's not a lot. But those 20 minutes energize me for the entire day where I'm able to accomplish so much more than I could previously. So it's just building really um, healthy habits that are going to enable you to do the work that you need to do. So that was one fear that I could say, okay, thank you. Thank you for for telling me that I needed to make a change. I'm okay with that now. Um, Where I worried about money not being sufficient to invest in the the designing tools, uh, to invest in getting a website built. I could look at less complex options. So Canva has a free version. Why why hold myself back Mm. when there are resources available out there that you don't have to pay for? So I'm doing that. Um, You can also put pride aside and ask for help. So there may be people in in your family, in your network, who have the skills, who can assist you with things, and they would be more than than willing to do it at no cost. And I just happened to have my partner who was willing to build a website for me. Oh, we wow. haven't started because I'm still figuring it out. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. Um, he hasn't built a website yet, but he was willing to make to do that for me so just putting it out there Mm. like letting people know this is what I want not worrying about the fact that I can't afford it I was able to find solutions that didn't actually cost me anything Mm. and 
the worry about I don't look the part. I'm not glamorous. I had to remind myself that glamour is not actually what I'm advocating for. What I am standing true in is that you can you can find happiness and joy and balance in your life, working a full-time job, having things to see to at home, looking after yourself. It can look glamorous because that is important to some people, but it also doesn't have to be. And that's the path that I'm taking. And the people who, who, re- who that resonates with, they will connect with that. They will mm. show up and I'll be showing up for them in that way. Mm. So again, having these conversations with my fears, it took time. It took months. It didn't happen. Like you can't just say, okay, on this weekend, I'm going to have a conversation with my fears and then everything's <laughs> going to be okay. It takes time uh, for you to become comfortable with Things are not going to to just appear for you to make things happen. You have to be comfortable with the way that things are and to trust that you wouldn't have had this calling if it wasn't right for you. Mm. And you'll create the circumstances for them to to unfold. And Um, no, please continue. Really just feeling into those fears. So the, you, you asked, why, why do people hesitate? It's because we have these doubts, we have these fears, but we do nothing about them. So feeling into them, understanding them, getting to know them. Like I do this weird thing where I picture them as, as these characters. They're not people, but, but they, they've got their own uh, characteristics and shapes and colors. And they're actually my greatest friends showing up to tell me that I need to make a change. And then you have to make that change in the smallest way that you can. I love that. I love the way that you see your fears. I am definitely going to, the next time I have a fear pop up, I'm going to think about it as like a character. Um, And maybe (laughs) I can like, if it's multiple, maybe I'll like have them as different colors and then make them my friends. Yeah, yeah, and I, I absolutely love that. Rather than like pushing it away, because that's usually what we are told to do. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. So for someone that that is listening and they still they still a bit like hesitant, hesitant about like sharing the idea, um, hesitant about like what what are people going to think? Like what are the people that they work with? They high school friends on Facebook, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What is one step that they can take in in like putting this out there for themselves? One mm-hmm. small step. Something that I've done is really exploring this thing that has come up. Um, so it can be an opportunity. It can be a change that you want to make for yourself. So whatever it is that you're feeling called to do, look into it and just pause what what the world might think, all the people in your life, um, anything that is not you, it needs to be paused for Mm -hmm. the time being because you need to focus on yourself. And that first step is to acknowledge what is this thing 
that I want for myself? Um, how does it make me feel? Does it light me up? Um, does it scare me? And it's totally okay if you have a mixture of feelings. Like I, I would say it's pretty much normal uh, when you're presented with something that you really want to do to be both super excited and super terrified at the same time. But to, to allow your body to tell you, is this the right move for you? Or is it actually um, threatening to you? So that is something that only you will know. And your body will actually tell you, like um, your heart rate might go up and, and tell you, or it might feel super heavy and it'll tell you, no, no, this is actually not good for you. Or you might feel this feeling of like growth, it's promoting growth. The idea of, of what has been presented to you is, is an expansive feeling. It's an, ex it's an exciting feeling, um, but there's still a little bit of fear and that's okay. Uh, so, so understand whatever it is that you're considering, is it promoting growth or is it actually threatening your well-being? And if you sit still enough and listen and just feel your body will actually tell you. Hmm. So I, I'll give you an example of what might seem like a good opportunity, but your body is telling you no. Um, so say, for instance, you're presented with a promotion at work. Who wouldn't want a promotion, right? Um, you get a more senior title. You will you'll get a higher salary. Uh, it sounds great on paper but when you listen to your body and you get this feeling like but this is not the direction that I wanted my life to go into um what if so not not what if what if you know that the requirements for this role is going to require you to to highlight skills of yours that are not desirable for you so it's not that you can't do it but it's just not in alignment with the kind of person that you want to be or the values that you hold for yourself. What if you know that this job requires you to, to give up more of your personal time? Your body is going to tell you, yeah. but this is not. And it's so important to listen to what your body's telling you because normally you just want to jump at every opportunity and then it's never too late, okay? So yeah, even if you accept the job and you realize this is seriously not what I want. Of course, it's never too late to make a change. But simply just feeling into it, your body will tell you. Mm. And then on the flip side, um, and I'll give the example of where I'm at right now, where I wanted to, to put out work into the world. I wanted to create something. The idea of it, oh my goodness, it was so exciting. Something I'd never done before. I had no idea how to do it. But I knew that like it's telling me my heart is like it feels like there's butterflies. It's fluttering. I'm excited. I want to do this. But I'm also scared because I don't know how and I don't know if it's going to be good. But if you can feel that the excitement is greater than the fear, then that is going to be good enough for you to know that this is this is the right direction for you. And you can you can listen to the fear. Um, you can you can almost look at it as your coach. Your mm. fears, is they're your coaches. 
So they're telling you, okay, you're worried about these things. You're worried that you don't have enough knowledge. You're worried that you don't have enough time. You're worried about the way that you look and what other people might think about you. Just be aware that these are your worries. And now you need to put a plan in place to, to either rid yourself of these worries or to just develop yourself so that they don't have to be worries anymore. So really, those fears are not a bad thing. They're, they're simply telling you, you've got a bit of work to do. You've got some changes to do. But it can be a really great thing. I love that. And I love your examples. Thank you so much. You, The examples just put it into like a practical way of how something that could seem so exciting can actually not be for you. So, yeah. And then how something that can seem scary, but if your body is feeling scary but excited, then that's something that, that you should pursue. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Can you share some of the, because you spoke about mindfulness at the beginning, what are some of mm. the mindfulness practices that you do like on a regular basis? Maybe you can share with us what your morning and or evening, if you do have one, routine looks like and then how you like have mindfulness practices in those as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe it, it would help to explain what mindfulness means. Because mindfulness is not, it's not an action that you take really. It's it's having an awareness of what it is that you're doing. So mindfulness is to be present, to be free of judgment or criticism, and to be curious about what shows up. So we accept everything. We're accepting of everything. We're accepting of the things that are going really well in our lives and the things that that we're doing that's working well, the, the happy feelings when we experience joy and excitement, those are great. Um, or, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like the, there's no good or bad. So there's no good or, way, or bad way to feel. So on the other side, when things are not going so great, when you're experiencing stress or disappointment and, and frustration, that also, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's an experience and you're simply aware of it. You're not judging it. So it's not to say, what is wrong with me? Am I not making any progress in my life if I'm feeling this way? There's no judgment. We simply observe. So it's a really weird way to look at, look at it. But sometimes what I do is I picture myself as third person. <laughs> so like I'm holding my hand up right now if this can't be seen. I'm holding my hand away from me. I am my hand observing me. And, and I'm saying, okay, Yas is feeling a bit stressed right now. There's a lot going on in her mind. There's many worries about the future. There's some regrets about the past. This is the experience that she's having right now. And it's okay. So being completely accepting of whatever shows up. And it's not like my brain is switched on to, to um, respond in this way all the time. So no, I'm not mindful all the time, but I set the intention to be. So occasionally I'll be able to catch it when I have a moment where my mind goes off down rabbit holes. 
I am sometimes able to catch it and then I'll I'll be that third person standing from the side and just observing, okay, this is what Yas is doing right now. And then I also build practices into my day to, to give myself dedicated time to myself, to, to, to reflect on what is there, to reflect on how I've been progressing in making these changes for myself in in learning how to create content and putting stuff out there, I, I regularly reflect and I make sure that that time is protected. So you don't want to say, I'll do it sometime during the day and then you never get around to it. Um, you have to plan it in, you have to schedule it in. So for me, that is 5.30 in the morning. Okay. Um, it is, that, the, is that your time. wake up time? Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah. Um, it is the time of the day when I can guarantee that there will not be any distractions or disturbances. I set my phone to uh, block any notifications up until around 7.30 in the morning so that I know for a good two hours, I can just dedicate that time to myself without any disturbances. And the, my home is also really quiet at that time of the day. My my husband doesn't wake up as early as I do. And my cat, ugh, he does wake up really early <laughs> sometimes. And he can be super meowy. And I just accept it. That's him showing up. Whenever he does his his meow thing, I call it singing opera because he seriously, he goes <laughs> off um, sometimes as early as four <laughs> in the morning. Whenever that happens and I'm in the middle of a meditation, I'll just tell myself, this is my cat living his best life. <laughs> I'm going to accept him for that. It's okay. Like, I want this. I'm, I'm so happy that I have him here. Um, but that's that's the most distraction that I will have when my cat meows in the morning. Um, so I start my morning with a meditation. If I can, I won't even get out of bed. Uh, so I keep my, my phone and my earphones uh, quite easily accessible to where I'm sleeping so that when I get up, I can access it quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I will, I'll do my meditation while I'm still in bed. Uh, sometimes I will lie down if I know I'm not going to fall asleep. So, so don't do this. <laughs> if you're likely to fall asleep, then, then it's better to sit upright, uh, like against a headboard or a wall or something. But I start my day in a way that lets me clear myself of any worries or stresses and then that really, it, it sets the intention for the day to be mindful and to be observant. And the meditations that I do, they're generally guided mindful meditations. And you can search for them on YouTube. It's freely accessible. You can just search for mindful meditation. If you want to be more specific, if you're going through something and you want to search for meditation to help guide you through sadness or confusion, or self-doubt, whatever it is that you're feeling, you can actually search for these keywords in YouTube with the word meditation. And there are hundreds of meditations available. So that's the first thing that I do. The next thing that I do is I practice yoga. And I wasn't always this person. So I wasn't this yogic person. <laughs> this yogic person. But I just thought 
if I was going to design my day in the most inspiring way to set me up for success, what would that look like? So again, when I thought about what is my dream and writing came up, when I thought, what does my my dream morning look like? Meditation and yoga showed up and I didn't know how to do it. So I got myself a yoga mat. I did it the traditional way with a yoga mat. And I I had my phone in front of me following YouTube videos, but it wasn't extremely enjoyable for me to do it in that way. So then I decided, can I adapt this in some way? So like, I want to do the practice, but the effort of me taking out the yoga mat and lying on the ground at between 5.30 and 6 in the morning, especially in winter, did not seem inspiring at all. So then I discovered that there are different forms of yoga. Okay. You can do yoga lying in your bed. Oh, wow. You can do yoga sitting on a chair. You can do yoga standing up. So you do all of the poses only standing, and then they they restrict anything that requires you to put like your knees on the ground or to lie on the ground. So I allowed myself that that room to be flexible where I'm still giving myself the benefits of these practices because when you practice yoga, you're very in tune with how your body feels and breathing really deeply. And that itself is a mindful practice. But I found that I didn't like the traditional approach of having the mat out. And so I just allowed myself I adapted. Uh, So that's my morning routine. Um, I I meditate and I practice yoga and it's not for a long time. Like I would say 20 minutes for both. Okay. And that's pretty much all the exercise that I do, but it gives me so much energy. I love, I love that. I love that it, that it isn't um, like, I mean, if one wants to do a 45 minute exercise in the morning, then do that. Like great for you. But I love what you are sharing doing the meditation and the yoga, probably 10 minutes each. Mm, yeah. yeah, I love that. So that's my morning routine. And then I don't really set a routine for later on in the day, only because I find that there's too many things that come up that that you can't plan for. Like working full time, you're not always guaranteed to take a lunch break to be able to meditate. Mm. Um, In the evenings, I can't predict my level of tiredness because there's been so many times where I tell myself, I want to meditate in the evening. But then when I sit down to do it, I pass out. (laughs) So I I make sure that I set a time in the day when I know I'm going to be able to give my all to it. And that is the morning. And then throughout the day, I just allow myself to be aware of what I'm feeling. what feelings are there? What are the worries in my mind? And oh. it's okay. And to just and know that. Okay. What time do you dedicate to working on like your content or anything that, business related? Yeah. Okay. So that again, I had to ask myself how or when in the day can I guarantee uh, this protected time to work on on writing and creating content? And again, it came to early in the morning uh, because that is actually when my energy is at its highest and it's not going to look the same for everyone. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you must do this first thing in the morning, but what I am saying is understand how your body works, 
when when is your creative energy at its highest when is your attention uh, at its highest do it then mm. so if you're a night owl and you're not a morning person then of course the evenings or the nighttime is going to be best for you um and i i don't have massive amounts of time to dedicate towards my writing and creating content like most days the most i've got is an hour so i give i i still i still give myself that time like i might not be able to to create massive amounts of work but it's still progress it's progress mm-hmm. over that that idea of of perfection and then I don't do it every single day. So it depends on what my schedule looks like. Uh, I work uh, following a hybrid structure. So there are some days where I work from home and then there are some days where I work from the office. The days where I work from the office, that would then require me to wake up so much earlier if I wanted to get my, my personal work done in the morning. And I'm not willing to sacrifice on my rest. So so there's so many things that are important to me. Yes, my personal work is important to me. But if I'm not rested, I'm not going to be able to give my best. So on the days when I have to go into the office, I skip those days. I don't do my personal work. On the days when I'm at home, I definitely dedicate that hour in the morning before I start my full-time job. And then I also dedicate time on the weekends. So the weekends I've discovered, those are best for planning. What what is my highest priorities for for the right now and for the the weeks to come? And also breaking down the work. So again, I drew this, I, I, I drew inspiration from my job, which teaches us to make things less complex by breaking it down into manageable pieces of work. So when I understand that I've got, say, I need to write the post series on start before you're ready, what are the components of it? I need to write, I need to draft the written work. I need to design the images that go along with it. I need to schedule it. So like when you see a post coming out on social media, you think, oh, it's just a post. Like you can do all of that in one go. No, like it's it's made up of so many different things. And you don't have to do all of that in one go. You can break it up. So what I do is on the weekends when I'm doing my planning, I will understand what are the different aspects that make up this piece of work, the written, the designing, the scheduling. How can I break up those into tasks that are at the most an hour long? Because on a weekday, that's all I've got. So I will estimate, like now that I've been doing it for a few weeks, I have an idea of how long it takes to do a certain task. So I will size the tasks from anything between half an hour and an hour long. So that when I wake up on a weekday and I'm getting down to the work, I don't have to waste time figuring out what is it that I'm going to work on today. I already know on the weekend, I broke down my tasks into half an hour, an hour long pieces of work. I've already prioritized it. So all I do is I just look at what is my highest priority, drag that in, and that's what I work on for the day. That that has helped me tremendously in being able to, to gain momentum and to be consistent. That is incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared. Um, I mean, you really broke it down for us as to like why one needs to start before they're ready and exactly how you did it 
and how it is that you are managing your life. I have learned so much and I know that everyone <laughs> listening, I know like like that there's just so much more they would want to know. So I, I definitely love to bring you again on the podcast. Like I want to discuss mindfulness more. I want to discuss fear more because um, I don't know if you realize, but fear, like you are an expert on how to deal and manage fear. <laughs> you You just made me like, turn fear into my best friend rather than my enemy (laughs) yeah I love that thank you so much for coming on the podcast for anyone that wants to connect with you where can they find you you can find me on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram Uh, my handle is the mindful agile coach but if you also search for my my name it's Y-A-S Yes, Naidu Yosta, you'll find me as well. Thank you. I will link everything down below in the show notes. All right. Thank you so much.